This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. Like Leia's tale. And that's Leia's tale. Let's all thank YouTube video that it's not her butthole, which we've definitely had sometimes. We definitely have. I also still have like sleep marks from the sleeping on my face right now. So yeah, well, we record early for you now. Bright and early. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be really stretching myself out to not sweat as much as possible here. Air out the pits. Yeah. Maybe this is a better audio version for people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that's Corinne. Corinne's a sweaty one. I'm the sleepy Mm -hmm. one, Sabrina. Hi. And then Leia's purring on my lap. Maybe I can get some kitty ASMR. One moment. Oh, oh, how precious. I want to keep that in my pocket. My goodness, you're so cute. Well, you can because this is recorded. (laughs) (laughs) And this is an encounters episode where you send us your ghost stories, your hauntings, your alien abductions, your weird, wacky weirdness, and we read them. And I picked quite a long one, so maybe we just get into it today so we can... Great. Can I just real quick say you sounded like a like 1920s radio show voice real quick? Weird, wacky weirdness. You send us your aliens and your ghost stories and we read them. <laughs> I'm the new Art Bell, but really underproduced. <laughs> I never listened to Art Bell, but I've read so much about Coast to Coast and Art Bell's stories. Yeah. Okay. My first story is from listener Christine, and it's called I May Be Cursed to Die on My Birthday and More Ghost Stories. Okay, this is this is dark. <laughs> We're just heading straight there. Okay. I do have a more lighthearted one though for to end on. Not lighthearted. It's okay. more like fun and playful. Okay, perfect. Hi, ladies. I'm Christine, and I've been listening since 2019. Shout out to Anna for telling me about some awesome spooky podcast she'd been listening to. Hey, Pyramid Scheme, it works. And mm-hmm. I've wanted to write in some family stories for a while, but never quite found the time to sit down and write. But here, Christine is. There are a few different ones. I come from a Catholic family, so we've always believed in spirits and the other side, but never really talked about it too much to keep from attracting anything more intense. Our house is very old, and my parents moved it onto some farmland on the res, so there's plenty of opportunities for ghosts. Who knows who they are or where they're from? Wait, they moved their house? That's so cool. Have you seen that happen? Yeah. Before? It's crazy. I've never seen it in real life, I don't think. But in videos, they like lift the whole house up and they just like move it over or like across the street. There was this beautiful old house in Princeton, New Jersey. And I would drive past it going to school every day, but it was on a corner of like a busy street. And I think mm-hmm. enough people had either swerved onto their property or. Yeah. And like they've broken through fences, all this stuff. They basically were like, in order to preserve this home, we need to move it. So they ended up, it is wild. Like they had to like pick up the entire foundation. Like it's such a crazy thing. I don't understand how people do that. I don't either. Or what the, I'm curious what the cost is. I think it's extremely expensive. Maybe this listener, was it Christine you said? Christine, yeah. Maybe Christine can tell us how much it is. (laughs) To move your house. But yeah, they ended up moving it like on the same property, but back a little bit and to the left. So then it Mm. was like off of the corner. I've changed all names for privacy, but you can use mine. So for context, I have three older sisters. The oldest is Ashley. The second oldest is Natalie. And the youngest is Tanya. Are you the youngest? 
or where are you? Maybe between Natalie and Todd. I feel like we're doing that math problem. Like, if so-and-so is... Christine's the second youngest. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> She's third and out of four. Okay. When we were kids, Natalie had some of those creepy porcelain girl dolls on the shelf in her bedroom, and she thought they were super creepy. So she would <laughs> always pull their little hats down at night, so it wasn't like they were staring at her. But still keeps them in, in her room. <laughs> Multiple times she would wake up and the hats would be pulled back. For years, Natalie blamed Ashley for moving the hats to mess with her, but Ashley denies having done it still to this day 20 years later. That's so creepy. But at that point, get rid of the dolls. Get rid of the dolls. But also, I understand the fear and anxiety of like, well, these dolls are capable of much more than I realize, perhaps. And so I don't want to do anything to anger them. Maybe it's just like... sure appease the dolls by leaving them there and they won't murder you in your sleep from the doll's perspective how rude that in the darkest of night someone is pulling something to cover your eyes so you cannot see what if dolls are scared of the dark too that's an interesting perspective that they're just like hello i'm afraid of the dark yeah (laughs) i need to be able to watch you sleep so i know i'm not alone in here (laughs) I don't blame them. It's creepy, but I don't blame them. Okay, Ashley had just once a feeling of someone sit down on the end of her bed while she was trying to go to bed. When she opened her eyes, nothing was there. And weirdly enough, it never happened again. One time when I was about 12, Tanya came running into my room at night completely freaked out. She asked if I had been outside of the bathroom. And when I said no, I'd been in my bed the past half hour trying to sleep. She freaked out even more. She said she heard my voice say her name clear as day like I was trying to get her attention, but when she turned around, I wasn't there. My two older sisters had moved out of the house by then. Hey, we were right. There we go. Christina's third. (laughs) My older two sisters had moved out of the house by then, and my parents were both watching TV, so it wasn't anyone else either. It never happened again, but she spent a long time just standing in my room trying to calm down before going back to the bathroom. I would give up in the bathroom. Now that I've gotten the creepier ones out of the way, we can move on to the sweet, kind of heartwarming ones my mom has experienced. Let me add a little backstory. My great-grandmother, my mom's grandma, Debbie, passed away when I was 12. She'd been in a nursing home and had died of old age, so we were kind of expecting it. Mm -hmm. Roughly five or six months later, right before Christmas, my mom had a dream in which my great-grandma Debbie was calling out for my grandma, my mom's mom, Denise. My mom didn't give much more detail than that, but she felt very weird about it and thought it was kind of spooky. A few days later, my grandma Denise was at our house to celebrate Christmas, and my mom told her about the dream. Everyone thought it was kind of eerie as my mom hadn't really had a dream like that before, but we chalked it up to a restless night or something. Fast forward a week later on New Year's Eve, my grandma's birthday, we were in the middle of a blizzard and I was absolutely fuming because I wasn't able to go to my friend's party, and then that night, we got a call. My grandma, on her 69th birthday, had had a massive heart attack and passed away before the paramedics could get there. Oh, no. There had been no indication beforehand. She seemed perfectly healthy just a week before. Afterward, my mom mentioned her dream again, and we all came to the conclusion that my great-grandmother had been calling out to my grandma to come to heaven with her so they could spend her birthday together again. Oh, that's... It's very sweet. I really hope that that's exactly how it happened because then I'm sure for her grandmother, there was 
there just wasn't even a question. It was like, okay, I'm ready. I'll come. This feels like a very beautiful way to just like very quickly move on and be collected by someone who cares about you and loves you. Like your your own mother. Yeah. Who she recently lost, you know, it was Mm -hmm. less than a year. Denise was taken before her time, but it's sweet to think that she didn't have to spend a single birthday without her mom. On a side note, my grandma on my father's side also passed away on her birthday just last year. So now I'm a little worried when it comes to my mom's and my own birthday. Are we destined to pass away on our birthdays? That's an interesting thought. I kind of think it's beautiful to die on the same day that you were born. I agree. I think what is strange, because my family has this too, where it's like there's certain people that share birthdays and then other relatives will die on someone else's birthday, like within the family. So the birthdays and death days are a little more lined up than I think people would hope. Mm. But I do think it's interesting when that happens because it does feel like it stays. I don't know. There's something there's something witchy about it. And we just don't know what it is. There's something like full circle about it. Yeah. Okay. Last one. My childhood dog, Haley, passed away of old age six years ago when I was 19 and in my first year of college. My parents own a farm, so she was strictly outside Yellow Lab. She had a habit of trying to come into the house anytime the door was open for more than five seconds, and there were plenty (laughs) of occasions where her dream came true and she would run amok in our home. I love this. I know. It's so cute. She was the sweetest, gentlest dog, and she's always been very missed. One morning, not long after Haley passed, my mom was sleeping in and woke up feeling like she couldn't move. She was experiencing sleep paralysis, just looking around her room, trying to fully wake up. Luckily, she didn't see anything or anyone. Cough, cough. H-man. But she did feel something. Something jumped onto the bed and into her lap. She instinctively knew it was Haley before she even felt the panting dog breaths on her hand. Haley, in her afterlife, was finally able to roam the house and crawl into bed with my mom. Oh, my God. The sleep paralysis finally broke as my mom went to pet Haley and she was gone. So here's hoping no more ghost stories, whether they're from my family or me, or just more that you read on the podcast. Love you gals and keep up the great work. Christine. Also getting the actual panting of the dog too is so beautiful. Everything feels like the dog is there. It is interesting because I feel like we often associate sleep paralysis with negative experiences. And yes, it's scary to like not be able to feel or move your body, but this was Mm -hmm. like a very positive experience. It was a, the paranormal world almost slipped into ours. And so our world had to freeze. Yeah, that is really nice. I also wonder, I'm going back to like people dying on their birthday and it makes me wonder if there's some... If it's some like contractual agreement in the afterlife where you're like, okay, I'm ready to go back again, but this time I want to live 45 years. And because you didn't just say like, oh, I want to live until I'm in my 40s or whatever, like I want a few decades because you were like 40 years or whatever you say, they take that so literally when they send you back that that's exactly what you get in and out same day. Interesting. I feel like so I was reading Sign Here, that book by Claudia Lux, I think. It's from the perspective of like agents of in hell who are trying to get mm. people to sign their contracts. And like 
That just feels like a weird loophole, but I guess you should be specific. Well, people talk about life lessons, but maybe your astral body needs a lesson too, or it's like, gotta be more specific than that. (laughs) It's interesting that dream that Christine's mom had, because yes, it sounds like the great grandmother was calling Denise to come celebrate her birthday, but it is like a, Mm -hmm. I'm curious if Christine's mom will, or has had similar dreams since then about people who have passed away. Like it does seem almost like a letting you know, which then it's Mm -hmm. like, how Mm -hmm. predestined is everything? Like it's, ugh, I can't get down that. Stop it. But then like, maybe it's not even predestined. Maybe it's just like, what is time and what is energy? Because yeah, perhaps it's like the person after they pass, they have the ability to go back and give the dream or the visitation or maybe they don't know how to to enter the present moment and so they just choose a moment and don't realize that they were still alive when their astral body was visiting someone else in their dream no it was her deceased grandmother wait because the oh 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 okay i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we know very little here but are you ready (laughs) for the marathon reading that you're about to embark on Come on, Corinne, read the words. You know English. Air out the pits. I feel like this is a warm-up. Yes. Just remember everything hooked on phonics taught you. Red leather, yellow leather. You can do this. Do you remember those typing classes that we had to take in middle school that like were kind of like games? I loved them. And you would dig down like as a rabbit and get the yeah. carrots and stuff. Yes. I loved those games. They were so great. I was great at them. Me too. My pinky never could quite get where it needed to, though. Oh, I have a very dexterous pinky. My pinky can stretch. Yes, you can be a a pianist. No, sadly, I've tried. I've got wee short fingers, so. That's actually the one thing that I'm very, very sad about is that my grandmother on my mom's side who passed away was both fluent in Italian and French and played the piano and was an Italian teacher and a piano teacher. And for some reason, I never learned any of it. Well, but my excuse for you is that the world she lived in was very different. And the days and hours she had to learn those things felt a lot longer than what we have accessible to us. She also lived further away. We saw her like on special occasions. So it wasn't like I could go all the time. Actually, I used to spend... I've missed her so much lately. Like, I've really been trying to connect with her more. I want to get a tattoo for her. I have a photo of her in my kitchen, but Mm. I've really, really missed her. And I've been thinking a lot about there were weekends that I would spend with her and she would love to take me shopping. And I remember once she got me like one of those like Mm. lip smacker, like plastic bags with all the different lip smacker flavors and stuff. Ugh. You should go shopping and take a picture of her with you and see if you feel anything, if anything comes of that. I stopped sucking my thumb when I stayed a weekend at her place. How did she make you stop? I just stopped. Like, she didn't even make me. Like, I truly just decided. I think she had a teddy bear that used to be my mom's there. Mm -hmm. And I decided to snuggle that instead. I was like six years old and I stopped sucking my thumb. Wow. Mm -hmm. Isn't it wild how long people will use their thumbs or pacifiers? Yeah. Like, I think I was three or four. And I only gave it up for money because the tooth fairy (laughs) who visited my house... That's the most Corinne thing. The Tooth Fairy said that they would give me money in exchange for my pacifier. So I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) Seems like an even trade. That's amazing. Yeah. I gave it up for a teddy bear. You gave it up for money. (laughs) 
always very money motivated. Yeah. I'm snuggle motivated. Okay. This is from Haley. It started when I was 14. The whisper, the footsteps, the feeling of being watched. It sent chills down my spine and made my skin break out in goose flesh. I didn't believe it was supernatural. There's no such thing as angels and demons, God or the devil. At least that's what I always thought, that they were just stories to make kids behave. I still do think that, don't get me wrong, but maybe there is a place where energy goes to rest, or in this case, unrest and wonder. I had played with a Ouija board before and I swear I felt my hair move, but other than that, pretty uneventful in the spirit department. Maybe some things you just have to believe in in order to see them. Well, this is my story, whether you believe it or not. Ooh, that was what like intro. such a tantalizing, chill-inducing intro. My goodness. Oh. Haley in her the body of her email said that she's no writer like me, but my goodness, I'm no writer like you. The house. My parents had rented a house for about 12 years when they finally found the perfect home for their family of five. They bought a plot of land and moved the old behemoth onto it. It didn't do well moving across the plains of North Dakota. Original plaster chipped and crumbled. How weird that we both chose stories where they actually like physically moved their houses. So random. Serendipitous. Yeah. Even. Maybe. Some would say. (laughs) We're very in sync. Yeah. But it's weird. Like what does that mean? Yeah. I'm so curious because it feels like it's not a coincidence. Like, but sometimes I'm like, maybe us choosing that isn't for us, but for someone who's listening, who's doing that and going through it and like wanting to give up. And maybe this is their sign to keep going or something. Yeah. This is your themed episode. This is for you. This is for you. Whoever Whoever you are. Original plaster chipped and crumbled. Floorboards shifted. The entire chimney completely collapsed. It was nine months of work before we could even move in. My mom worked part-time while my dad traveled during the week, so she was the one who would do all of the projects to get our dream house ready. She spent countless hours there painting and sanding, nailing and filing, and she'd be home well after dark most of the nights. The rental house was only seven miles away from the new house, so it wasn't too far of a drive. She made it work because she was super mom. Mm. The house was given to us for free because the owner wanted it off of his land so his cows could roam. What a deal, right? Well, we got more than we bargained for. The giant old Victorian farmhouse was built in the 1800s sometime. The furnace was put in before 1910. There was a sign in the basement hand-painted and everything on an old piece of wood, which was very cool. My parents thought that they had struck gold, but oh boy, were they wrong. Oh, I mean, getting a house for free, like, yeah, that's the dream. It always starts with the giant Victorian mansion, too. (laughs) Yeah. This is literally the life I want to live, and I know that it's going where I don't want it to go, but I kind of want to live this life. (laughs) Trade places. The first night. As a 14-year-old girl, knowing you're going to be moving and finally get your own room, you stockpile all the pictures of cute boys and posters (laughs) and fluffy animals to hang in your new bedroom. My collection was in a large shoebox. I was given the largest room on the second floor, most likely considered the master bedroom. I chose the room over the attic because of the closet. I needed a closet. (laughs) My parents gave me the choice since I'm the oldest and would most likely be living there the fewest number of years. Thanks, parents. (laughs) (laughs) The attic was super cool, but the closet space was more important. And attics are creepy AF. Agreed. In my giant room on the first night of staying in this new house, I was putting up all of my posters and listening to music. And in typical 14-year-old fashion, I stayed up way too late and I didn't even look at the time until about 2 a.m.
Deciding my posters could wait until tomorrow, I turned off the music, I cracked my bedroom door open an inch, and then I crawled into bed. My bed was on the opposite side of the room from my door. The room was huge. A 20 foot by 24 foot square plus. And to add to the spookiness, it echoed a bit since I had very little furniture. Mm. Just my bed, desk, dresser were all I had so far on painted wood floors. I was just about to fall asleep when I heard it. The whisper of a child trying to wake up their parent after a nightmare to ask for a glass of water. Mom? Mom? I opened my eyes, and there was no one there. I looked around my moonlit room for a hint of someone having just been there, but my door was still cracked and the house was silent. Now, just so you have an idea of what went through my mind, this house is irregularly large. The four rooms upstairs are too small and too large, Mine and my sister's are on one side, and my brother's and an extra room are separated by a bathroom. The hallway's unusually wide, so there's a lot of room between my bed and the room that my brother had across the hall. Being tired and not knowing what else to think, I figured it was my seven-year-old brother who called for my mom from his room or from the hallway, but as I watched the hallway light, no one walked by. It was eerily quiet again. This is like Haunting of Hill House, the way it opened, the very first episode. It is. And like the really wide hallways and everything. Mm -hmm. This house sounds beautiful. It was eerily quiet again. I closed my eyes and I went back to sleep. I spent the next few days trying not to think of the ghostly voice that I heard on the very first night in our new house, but you can imagine how that went. It became all I could think about. I left my bedroom door wide open so that the hall light would seep in. I closed my closet door every night, but it managed to be open in the morning. I finally put a shoe in front of it to keep it closed I was not crazy to think that it was blowing open from the drafty open basement, and the chimney had been in the back of my closet, so now there was a gaping hole that my mom used as a laundry chute that carried clothes all the way to the basket on the basement floor. How innovative. Way to makeshift laundry chute. Just like the gaping hole of the chimney. Any rational excuse that I had, I used, except for that whisper. That was completely unexplained. I finally decided that I would tell my mom what I thought I heard. She was alone in the living room one day when I told her. I think this house is haunted, I said quietly. Her face turned somber and paled slightly. What makes you think that? She asked. I heard someone whisper, Mom, Mom, on our first night here, I explained. She paused, wondering whether or not a 14-year-old girl is ready to hear what she has to say. I've heard it too, she finally whispered. During the week while my dad was gone for work and after my mom sent us on the bus, my mom would ride her old stationary bike straight from the 80s, watch the morning news, and read a book. I told you, she's super mom. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but those bikes were loud. I remember. (laughs) She had to crank the TV up so loud that you could hear it a mile away. No wonder she preferred to ride it while she was alone in the house. (laughs) The Monday after we moved, she had just started her workout when she heard it. Mom. Mom the disembodied voice from nowhere, yet everywhere all at the same time. Gave me goosebumps all over again. This poor ghost child. I know. They're just looking for their mom. But she wasn't done. She had much more to tell me. On one of the nights my mom was working late in the house, she decided that she would head home. Leaving the house after locking up, she glanced in her rearview mirror and noticed that she'd left the light on in the hallway upstairs. The house used to have this huge two-story porch that didn't survive the move, but the door to the outside from the end of the upstairs hall was still there. It's a big, old, wooden door with a textured window in the upper half. 
As my mom contemplated going back in and turning off the light, she saw a small face and a hand appear, like a small child was watching her leave. Oh. So she did not go back in for the light. I would not either. <laughs> no. This door also happened to be right outside my bedroom door. As creepy as this made me feel, it made perfect sense. The house hadn't been occupied for almost 30 years. If this kid was haunting it, they would have been there all alone until we arrived, and I almost felt sad for them. Hmm. But was this the only entity? Were there more? Why were they still there? We had so many questions that we didn't have answers to. For a family of disbelievers, we didn't even know where to start. My mom had some more info for me, though, and we weren't the only two to have experienced this kid in our home. Mm. Months after we moved in, my parents were in town at a party with friends. They were having drinks and talking about all the weird things that had been going on in this house. And don't worry, you haven't skipped any pages. It just makes more sense for me to tell you this story because of the actual timeline of what happened. Anyway, the electrician who worked on the house right before we moved in overheard my parents talking about this. So he came up to them and he told them this story. Now, this isn't verbatim, but it's how I remember it. He was there late one night making sure all of the lights were working and the yard light was set to automatically come on when it got dark. All alone, without even having access to the house, only the basement, he was outside looking up at the house, and that is when he saw it, the shape of a small child looking back at him from what would be my bedroom window. He was officially creeped out. He didn't say anything to my family at the time, not just so that he wouldn't seem crazy, but he didn't want to freak out a family with kids who was set to move into this place. Fair. He kept his mouth shut until he heard more, and there was so much more. Oh my gosh. My mom used to smoke a lot. She'd been a non-smoker for over a decade, but that doesn't matter. I'll congratulate her for you. <laughs> One night I got home from wherever I was and she was outside of the house smoking by the dining room windows. The dining room is kind of a central room. We don't spend much time in it, but you have to go through it to access almost any other room of the house. You go through it to get upstairs, to get to the kitchen, the fancy living room, and the back and front porches. I was outside talking to her while she finished her smoke, and the light turned on in that empty dining room. Both of our heads turned to see which family member was up and moving around, and we could clearly see the entire room from where we were standing, so we watched for who was coming. No one. No one walked through. There were only two options at this time. My brother or my dad. Your brother's asleep and your dad's in the shower, my mom said slowly, not taking her eyes off of the empty room. Are you sure? I asked. We watched in silence a few more minutes before going back inside to investigate. Sure enough, my brother was fast asleep in bed and my dad was still in the bathroom. Who had turned on that light? Ghosts. That's pretty mild compared to what happened later. Just wait. Ah! My sister and I were both off at college and we decided to go home on the same weekend one winter. I brought my cat since I didn't have anyone to check in on her and my parents missed her, but mm. she was only allowed upstairs while I was home. Kitty had grown up there, so she used to see weird things happening. I'm sure. And my mom was working, and my brother, my dad, and I decided to go into town to see a movie. I can't remember what movie. My brother would be the person to ask, but it was a lengthy one. My sister had yet to experience anything in the house, so tonight was just right. Eek! She had settled herself on the couch to watch TV. My cat was still quarantined upstairs when she heard a chord played on the piano. I forgot to mention that we had this old broken piano. Of course they did. Yeah. In the dining room, it was a player piano, but the player part didn't work. Didn't even have the player parts. But my parents had turned it so that my brother could practice on it. 
It looked like something right out of an old Western movie. It had not made a peep before this night. My sister muted the TV and she listened. Nothing. No more chords. No more notes. No more sounds came from it. So she continued her show. She heard it again, an intentional chord being played. All ten fingers playing a synchronized harmony on the piano in an empty room. So my sister got up to check. Maybe the cat had gotten in there somehow and the cat was on the piano playing a little ditty. I highly doubt it. (laughs) No cat, no person. Just an ominous piano. Maybe she was just hearing things, though. Maybe it was the background noise from the TV. So she opened the door to the stairs and my cat darted in and hid under the old antique buffet, knowing that she wasn't supposed to be there. My sister didn't even care that Kitty was being naughty and had left her there. (laughs) Third time's the charm. But this time, it was not the TV, because the TV was still on mute. My sister barges into the dining room expecting to see a cat on the piano, and instead, poor Flabby Tabby rushes through the swinging door, hissing and spitting (gasps) with her fur all standing on end like she's seen a ghost. Pun intended. Because she did. Without... She did. She was probably so pissed that she was being brought back to the big haunted house that she hadn't been to for months. I know. But that's also what Kitty gets for, like, running into the dining room knowing that she can't be there. And then all of a sudden she runs out because the ghosts. The ghosts are like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be upstairs. Yeah. Without putting a coat on, it's November in North Dakota, by the way. Definitely jacket weather. My sister flies out of the house. She jumps in the car. She heads to town to wait outside of the theater for my brother, my dad, and me. We emerged from the movie a couple hours later to see said terrified sister waiting. She explains what happened, and to this day, she will not spend any time alone in any room of the house. Scaredy cat. (laughs) See what I did there. Over the years, of course, I did have sleepovers. Only a select few friends knew about the activity and either didn't care or didn't believe me, but whatever their thoughts, they stayed over anyway. My bestie from high school stayed with me one night. Let's call her Nick. She woke up in the middle of the night to complete darkness. Right outside my bedroom hall, my mom had left an antique lamp on that night in case one of us had to get up for something during the night. This lamp had old original wiring, so it's not super reliable for staying on all night, (laughs) but Nick needed to use the bathroom. Knowing there was a switch on the wall in the hallway, she started feeling along to find it. The bathroom light came on. The bathroom light switch is hard to push, and it makes a really loud clicking noise when it turns on. Nick heard no click, nor did she push the switch up. She just said a quiet, polite, thank you, and used the bathroom, and then went back to bed. I mean, that is very helpful. It is. I do appreciate a ghost that's like, let me help you find the light so you can urinate. I know. They're like, oh, poor girl. She doesn't know where she's going. It kind of reminds me of the others. Like, it feels like there's a ghost family Mm. living here. And there's this little ghost kid who's having nightmares. Totally. Yeah. Another friend, we'll call her Sam, and I went skiing all day and stayed at my house after. Sam was tucked into a sleeping bag on my bedroom floor. She woke up in the middle of the night freezing cold. She was so cold she could see her breath. She grabbed more blankets and put her snow pants and jacket on to stay warm so that she could fall back asleep. I felt no chilling temps, and I slept like a baby. During my brother's senior year of high school, my family housed a foreign exchange student. 
oh my God, that's that's probably that kid's like horror story from America. Wow. <laughs> stays in a big haunted house. That's kind of a fun like take on a movie. We haven't seen that where yeah. it's like the foreign exchange student moves the into a haunted house. The foreign exchange student. He and my brother were very close. One afternoon, they went in the basement to watch a movie on the huge TV we had when they heard the big old wooden front door open and footsteps come inside directly above the living room. They figured my parents had come home. Nothing to be concerned about. So they finished their movie and they started another one. Halfway through the second movie, they hear the exact same scenario happen directly above them again. Confused, they head upstairs to see what the hell's happening and why my parents left and came back, but they hadn't. The second time of them coming home was the only time that they had come home. My brother wouldn't have thought anything of leaving and just coming back except the front door was the only way to enter and exit through the house at the time, so they would have heard them leave before coming back again. Yeah. Spooky. Like how Shaggy says it in Scooby-Doo. Spooky. I can't do it. Spooky. (laughs) How do you do it? I'm just loving watching you try. It's one of those things where like if I hear it, I can mimic it, but I can't just conjure it out of nothing. This is like how I feel about like singing and doing impressions. I can hear it perfectly in my head. It just does not translate to my voice box. It like yes. it, it never will. If you put me on the spot and like ask me to do an impression of Scooby or Shaggy, I could not. But if you'd just seen the movie and someone asks you the next day, would you be able to? If no. you just watched the show or movie? No. Oh. I could do it with him. <laughs> as he's with doing the volume it. really loud yeah that's like when i i'm like listening to dua lipa or something and i'm like wow i really hit that run and then i like go back and i replay it and do it again and i'm like oh that wasn't me that was her that was her mm-hmm. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. her back when i was much younger my dad and i loved to sneak away and play video games together mm-hmm. he would catch my eye and move his thumbs around like he was holding a controller and we'd casually sneak to the game room <laughs> and play whatever game that we were addicted Aww. to at the time that's so Yeah, cute. I love that. Just like a... I was back home for the holiday and lots of extended family were there. Plus, my brother had a couple friends in his room, my old room, playing some board games. My dad and I snuck away to go upstairs to play our games. And the door to the stairs is old. It's wooden. It's heavy. It has a doorknob, but it doesn't latch. So there's no need to turn it. I grabbed the knob and I simply pull the door open and the knob turned in my hand. I thought one of my brother's friends was on the other side coming down and I was ready to scare the crap out of this little kid, so I pulled the door open really fast to find no one standing there. I was confused. The doorknob had turned. I was sure of it. So I looked at my dad, and I told him what happened, and he just shrugged and said, A lot. Thanks, Dad. That's super helpful. What does that mean? E-L-L-O-T-T-E. Is that French? Um, I don't know. Let me look it up. In Spanish, it means corn cob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you're probably wondering who the hell is oh <laughs> Jesus. Who the hell is Alot? <laughs> we oh my god, all of this research I could have read one more sentence. One, one more sentence. We believe he's the spirit haunting the house. By the time we figured out that it was a possible haunting, all of the family of the previous owners of the house were gone except the gentleman who gave it to my parents. My mom decided to do some research about the family and went to a senior living community in my hometown to ask him. Unfortunately, he was in the advanced stage of dementia, and he was no help. City records were brief and also not very helpful, but she did find a death announcement for a child named Elote. 
Oh, poor kiddo. All of the info she got was birth and death dates. So she went to the original property and found the family graves. And that's where it gets a little dicey. The county records and the graves didn't match. Hmm. The name and birthday were the same, but the death date was a two-year difference. What? At least we have the name for our entity. I know this has been long and might have been hard to follow. Definitely not. I'm not a writer and it shows. (laughs) That's a complete lie. But this is my honest-to-God, tried-and-true account of what has gone on in my childhood home. My parents still live there with Elote peacefully, for the most part. He still makes his presence known from time to time. My mom can feel him sit on her bed with her. He likes to run around the attic room when my mom's in there and bang on the windows. She sometimes smells this overwhelming scent of fresh flowers when entering her top floor bedroom. What if he's like collecting flowers for her? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's cute. probably wants to bring flowers to mom. I've been told that this is a good sign though. I don't think our little ghost is harmful or trying to scare us. I think that he's just a little mischievous and he's a little sneaky. I just (laughs) hope he's happy on whatever plane he's on and he's okay with being whatever kind of spirit or entity he is. I hate the thought of him sitting in the closet in the house crying and being sad about his situation. Hmm. But all signs point to him just being a little silly kid. So whether you're a believer or not, I hope that this story was at least entertaining. It was, Haley. And it was so very well written. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's kind of beautiful because I was like waiting for it to get really, really scary because I'm picturing like haunting of Hill House or, you know, a really spooky old haunted Victorian home. But it's kind of beautiful and feel just like they have another family member who's a ghost. Yeah. I think the scary part is just not knowing when something's going to happen. Like it doesn't seem like there's. There's not like a pattern to the activity necessarily. Like in this one room, if you turn the light switch off, sometimes it'll turn back on or whatever. Like you you don't know when things are happening. And so much of it happens when people are alone. There's not really Mm -hmm. many group experiences. Right. So that can be spooky for sure. In a huge old, like the house itself just sounds scary. So that's probably just exacerbates what emotions you're already feeling in reaction to the I paranormal. I can hear the house. Like that house for sure has like a sound. Yes. Yes. And a smell. Yeah. I actually want to come visit. Haley, can we have a sleepover? What if we just started going to people's haunted houses and like having sleepovers? <laughs> I think most of our listeners have cats. So I'll sleep in the car outside. I'll take watch of like the outside windows. A lot of our listeners have dogs, too. That's true. That's true. And now I'm like, wait, I really want to do this. This is something you've brought up for years, too. I feel like it's just like, can we go there? Can we come over for a sleepover? Here's why I think it's so interesting is because I feel like all of the paranormal TV shows go to infamously haunted places. Maybe some of them you don't know, but they're like businesses and kind of well-known. But I feel like no one goes... Mm to the houses that people experience hauntings at, like just a normal house. Very, very rarely. Right? Like unless it's become what The Conjuring House has become, where the story has become so infamous and it's been a movie. Or like an inn or Zach Bagan's demon house. Right. But like there's there's only a handful of those types of places. Right. Not one where people are like actively sleeping in there and living in there. (laughs) Like send their kids off to preschool and we're like, Coming in with her backpacks to sleep over. (laughs) 
We're moving in for a night. <laughs> Could be fun. Could be spooky. Could be a great way to get ourselves more haunted. Or murdered. <sighs> that too. <laughs> That's okay. I think every time I leave the home, I'm like, I could get murdered. Okay. I have one from our listener, Sarah, and it's, <laughs> I'm like tempted to not read the sub deadline, but I also want to. It's called, a ghost watched me make out in a hot tub, my haunted bachelorette party, and sleep paralysis. Oh my. Hi, ladies. Wow. This is Sarah from Kansas. I just sent you an email, but I'm writing again because I forgot some stories and figured you'd appreciate these. Also, I guess I'm way more haunted than I realized. Good for you all. Maybe not so much for me. (laughs) (laughs) The first one I will share is from the haunted hotel, The Elms, in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. My husband Hmm. and I stayed for a few nights in February 2022, and the first night there, we went to the pool in the basement. Yep, the basement. The hotel has a very cool Swedish lap pool and a hot tub in the basement, and I love to swim. My husband and I were down there alone in the hot tub, so we thought. We were making out in the hot tub, but my eyes kept being drawn to the right corner of the room, and it felt like we were being watched. The next night, we did the official ghost tour where the guide took us around and shared all the cool stories, and when we signed up, we learned that our room was the one that had tons of ghost stories. And the guide asked us if he could share our room story. We said yes. (laughs) I think usually the guide is told not to share stories from people's rooms on the tour so as not to spook the guests into leaving. I was just thinking like, what a respectful request for him to just be like, are you okay with me sharing this? If I were on that tour and the couple was like, no, I'd be like, okay, well then go stay over there for 10 minutes. I want to hear them. Yeah. (laughs) So then the guide takes us to the basement pool area and shared that it used to be a speakeasy lounge and unfortunately someone was shot and killed in that corner of the room where the night before I felt like someone was watching us. Dang. And apparently some people hear screams in the basement pool area. Oh no, I hope it's not just, I hope it's not the scream that was scrumped. Scrumped? When the murder happened. The scream that was scrumped. I don't know English, so that was my best effort. I kind of love the word scrumped. Yeah, no, I, I, if anything, I hope it's a residual that just like that pain in the echo has like stained it. The guide shared that the room my husband and I had was famous for having things go missing. A shirt, apparently Mm -hmm. some dentures, and needless to say- Yeah, why would the ghost steal some teeth? Maybe they needed some dentures. They had bad teeth. Yuck. Gross. Don't touch other people's teeth. Needless to say, I slept with my wedding rings on for the night for the fear that the ghost might take them. That's a good call. One of my rings is tucked away because it no longer fits me. Oh, your little swollen hands. My little hamburger helper glove. It's getting bigger. Okay, wait. So I've started seeing this trend that like young influencers wear, I don't know if they're real diamond rings or if they're fake, but wear what look like engagement rings on their ring fingers. And they're not engaged? No. On their left hand or on their right hand? On their left hand. I've never seen that. I have no idea. I've just been seeing it lately on like a couple people and I'm like, is this like a, because I understand 
Like I've known people who were younger and working in businesses with a lot of men and they just like, in order to like avoid any conversation, just wore a ring. Mm. And I've heard stories like that, but I'm like curious if it's just like a fashion thing or what? I don't have an answer. I feel like I'm normally in the know. I don't know. It's so exciting to be in the know before you. (laughs) I know you know something that I don't with social media. Although I feel like when it comes to style things, things like that do come into my brain before you. Way before. Yeah. I don't think they ever hit my brain. (laughs) Until I tell you them. Until you tell me them. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll also notice something. Like if people are like, oh, what's the white sneaker we're wearing this year? I scroll past. I don't watch. Yeah. The new trend is like the ballet bows. I feel like by the time You're this comes out. You're not going to catch me wearing that. No, I know. Well, actually, that's been since like last year. People have been doing the bows. I was a big bow girl in college. Loved a I bow. I have Fred Flintstone shaped feet. I'm not going to fit in a ballet flat. Oh, I hate those. I more mean like there's like sweaters with like the ballet pink sweaters. And then like people are changing their shoelaces to be like more ribbons. And then like actually have like a bow. In addition to the ballet slipper, but I also hate... Also, they're like the least supportive shoes. Yeah. They don't... They're not good. No. Although I used to wear... I definitely used to wear them back in the day. Because they were all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. Like our skinny jeans, our really skinny low-rise jeans and ballet slides, like, oh. Oh, my God. And then every time you sat down... This is why we had to layer our shirts was because... Our jeans were so low rise that your butt crack would show. So you had to have an extra cami underneath your crop top t-shirt to pull down to cover your butt crack while you were sitting. Like literally sometimes the underwear I'm wearing reaches the top of my high rise jeans. So it's like, how in the hell were we wearing? I I don't know. I'm so used to like the, the, yeah, like the high rise, the like old vintage undies now that like I view that as normal. And if I see anything less i'm like how does anyone fit in that (laughs) yeah what is this foreign object it's a string where our parents now were like are you really (laughs) gonna wear that it's floss i literally saw i saw a uh, video that it was like one day you're like young and cool and then the next day you're like people really should drive slower there are children in this neighborhood and like (laughs) all of (laughs) the it happened so quickly i realized in my town because i'm still getting to know the speed limits that i've never once gone over the speed limit like, I'll be driving. I'll be like, wow, I'm barely moving. Like, I am driving so fucking slow. You're, like, cautiously driving slow because you don't know them. Yeah. I have, like, 14 cars behind me. I'm like, there could be a child that rushes out, and I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this next story is about a bachelorette. The next story I will share is my haunted bachelorette party trip. In the summer of 2019, my amazing sister, Amanda, planned a fun bachelorette party to every spooky bride's dream destination. Mmm. The middle of nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of my dream destination. Just like a cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. The area we stayed in was close to the winery that made my favorite wine. So we were going to do a wine tour, stay in a cabin, have bonfires, play games, craft, and watch movies. It was about a two-hour drive. Dream. From, yeah, the dream. It was about a two-hour drive from where I live, and the Airbnb we stayed at was truly in the middle of nowhere. My friends had numerous spooky encounters during the trip. My sister heard snoring coming from one of the rooms of the house when no one was in that room. One friend heard disembodied whispering, and another friend felt someone crawl into her bed when she was alone. (laughs) I can't believe so many people experienced 
all of this in just one weekend. Yeah. The last day we were there, my sister was laying on the floor in the living room with a blanket over her head because hangover. And she felt a hand pressed down on the side of her face. She removed the blanket expecting to find one of the other girls there, but no one was there. They all decided to share these experiences on the last day. And thank goodness I was oblivious to all of it the entire time and didn't hear these until we were leaving because I went home, thankfully, unscathed. They were like, it's her bachelorette will haunt everyone else but her. (laughs) That's her gift. Honestly, that is a gift. Like, way to go, ghosts. You know how they have like bachelorette goodie bags? Like the goodie bag is a haunting for each of you. I love that. Just memory for you to bring home. Maybe they were just so excited to see bridesmaids. Maybe there was a, a bachelor party. Now I'm just thinking of the show Ghosts and how Trevor dies at the like one. Yeah, yeah. At the party. Like fratty party. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just thinking like it's just a bunch of dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's move on. <laughs> I'm now going to, and I have to remember this, next bachelorette party, which is Lee's in Miami, I'm going to bring my Polaroid and I'm just going to take a picture of every single person while they're sleeping and then leave the picture like next to them to wake up to Sabrina you know I know that this is gonna work too because I know the group going and I know the activities you guys are doing and there's no way in hell people aren't gonna be super drunk one night and no one's gonna wake up when the flash goes off all right I'm into this you have your moment you have a window Mm -hmm. tell me how it goes okay (laughs) we're gonna remind me when I go I'm gonna add it to my calendar I'll do that okay (laughs) You're going to just see, take photos of girls sleeping. That's in my calendar. 2 a.m. And then again at 4 for the group that doesn't go to sleep at 2 a.m. I also just remembered that I had sleep paralysis. Zero out of 10. I do not recommend. I was sleeping in my bed when I felt like there was a black cloud slash shadow thing at the end of my bed. I remember the feeling of sitting up out of my body while trying to yell, go away, get out of my house. Then promptly remembering that leaving my body is not a good thing. So I laid back down. As soon as my head hit the pillow, I heard and felt whispering in my ear, beep, 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 Berlin. And then I woke up screaming. I've never woken up screaming before. I was so terrified of this experience that I had to take a break from Two Girls, One Ghost and cleanse my apartment. I have not had anything like that happen before, but why does this ghost want me to know Berlin? (laughs) I know. I don't really know if I care to know. Thanks for reading. I love listening to you all because you feel like my friends and we get to hang out often. Thanks for the great company. See you on the other side. Your other bestie, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Sarah, I have to admit, I feel like I relate to the spirit who whispered Berlin in your ear because I could see myself doing the same thing where like if there's another ghost near me and they're daring me to whisper something in your ear and I'm down there and I just kind of like panic and say the first word that comes to mind and it's random and it makes no sense. Berlin. Berlin. Oh, God, fuck, I did it. But the other ghost is like, what was that? Maybe they're from Berlin. Maybe. Whenever I hear Berlin, I think of American Horror Story. Is it the circus season where Jessica Lange says, it was 1962. Berlin. Blowjobs weren't cutting it anymore. (laughs) I don't remember that line at all, but I'm glad that writing really stuck with you it really did because she she like lived in berlin and she was doing like what's it called when it's like really intense like kinky sex stuff dominatrix bdsm Uh, i can't remember in that season she was i think both of her legs were amputated but i think they were amputated because like it was a sex thing oh god 
And because blowjobs weren't cutting it anymore. Yeah. This is reminding me of... Has anyone out there watched the show Goliath? No. I feel like I'm the only person in the world, but it's one of the I best freaking shows that ever existed. Okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to talk to your mom about because there's a friend. season where that is a theme. Outlander too, kind of. Really? Not a whole theme, but there's one episode where it's like really Yeah. The most unpopular opinion I have. You don't like Outlander, Outlander was too slow for me. I mm. stopped in the beginning of the third season. I got a few episodes in and I was just, it was dragging. But you me. made it all the way to the third season. That's fascinating. Yeah, but I I like forced myself through probably the second season. And then when the third mm. season didn't pick up, I was like, I'm done. I'm walking away. I don't think I've caught up. I think I'm one or two seasons behind. But yeah. Thank you, everyone, for sending us your emails. And another well, actually, we might at this point have already recorded it. But if you haven't already, send us your ghostly smut stories. We'll read them again. Yeah, we can always do another episode. Yeah, it's going to be hot, steamy. Yeah, I pulled one email that I actually have to edit some things because it was graphic. <laughs> I don't want you to edit it. Also, okay, I'll read it at the very end and give like a million trigger warnings. Well, I think the whole episode should have a, like a warning because it's going to be rated R. It's a rated R episode, but this one's yeah. rated X. I might still have to edit. I don't know if my little innocent mouth can say some of these words. Your baby comes out saying, go sex. Like, shh, shh, shh. Don't tell anyone I told you about that. <laughs> it's funny because we were texting with Jerry and Sarah yesterday because i yeah. sent them the ultrasound and i was joking that as soon as the child could talk i'm gonna be like who are you tell me where you came from <laughs> who were you last time you lived i'm also very curious if jerry's predictions will come true and sierra's too they're both little witches for their guesses because they're both very witchy and they've both guessed a lot of people's yeah. babies right remember jerry had a dream about you being pregnant and she did. And the overalls she described me in were like basically the overalls my mom has given me that I think she wore when she was pregnant with me, maybe. I was trying to find them the other day because instead of sending them the ultrasound picture, I was going to send them me in the overalls. Aww. But again, my house is a mess right now. And then she also said that I had short hair, which I have been for like six months wanting to just chop my hair. But I've just been too lazy to go to the hairdresser. I almost did it before tour, but I'll probably do it in like the spring. I can't wait to see it. I think you'll look so cute with chopped hair. I've had it done before. I don't look that cute, but my hair is just dead. So I need to get rid of the ends. Yeah. I chopped my hair and then now I've like only been wearing it up in a bun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we record early. It avoids you having to do your hair. Not that I ever do my hair. But but everyone, please email us your ghost stories to two girls and a ghost podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. And if you want episodes one week early and ad-free, go join us on Patreon. We have so much bonus content. We have Campfire Stories live every Tuesday. It's a great time. Like our little community on Patreon is so fun. Like it's just like, oh, our most haunted friend group. It's so fun. Sorry, I forgot I'm supposed to talk. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> and it is so fun. You got lost in the like happiness of it. Yeah, I did. Thank you to Jamie who edits our audio and video. Thank you to all of you. Who we continue to come back and listen and be a part of this ghost-loving community. We appreciate you. And we will see you on, on the, the other, other side. side.